Hi guys, you're listening to Irrepressible, the podcast. I'm your host, Erica Ashley. I'm an entrepreneur, a content creator, and I have a background in styling where I've worked alongside some of the biggest names in Hollywood, like Ariana Grande and Melissa McCarthy. You're in the right place if you're looking for a realistic approach to life because we're about to have some eye-opening conversations on how to do so. So let's jump into today's conversation. Hello, hello. Welcome back to Irrepressible. I'm Erica Ashley. So happy to have you here. I am going to get straight into this episode this week because there's a lot I want to cover and I just want to get straight to it. I started this season, season two, off with an episode about burnout and I was pretty open about my journey through season one of this podcast and how I really just led myself straight into burnout. And at the time, I really didn't think that that's what I was doing. I was just so much in the mode of put your head down and get to work. And like Kim Kardashian, get off your fucking ass and get to work. And that's what I was doing. That's like the mode that I was in. And it's very easy for me to just be in that mode and not come out of it. And it's not, it's something I'm learning. It's something I've been working on. But after that episode aired, I had numerous questions about more specifically what I'm doing in order to prevent hitting burnout again. And I will be totally upfront with you that this is still a learning curve for me. I'm still in the middle of it trying to figure out what really works and what doesn't and how to not get back into those patterns because when they've been a pattern for a long time, it's really easy to sort of default back into them if you're not mindful of it. And that's something that I currently am noticing in myself is that I am realizing I am heading back into those same patterns that I was in last year. And I don't want to go back to that place because I was so exhausted and drained and uninspired and just like wanted to literally stay in my bed and sleep for two weeks straight. I was so tired. So I try to be as mindful as I can now when I start recognizing like, when was the last time you stepped away from your desk during the day? Like get up, move your body, do something other than stare at a computer screen And it's hard. Like, I will admit that it's hard, but I have a list of things that have kind of been my go to's, and I want to share them with you. And I don't do all of these every single day. I sometimes don't do any of these in a day, but I am trying to do my best. And at the end of the day, I'm a human just like you are, and nobody's ever going to feel motivated 100% of the time. Nobody's going to find balance 100% of the time. It's just not life. But I feel like having a list of things that I'm like, okay, what can I do today? Because I'm starting to feel like this. Can I go to, to help me out of it? So the first thing that's not really necessarily something I do every single day, but it's kind of a question or thought that I keep in the back of my mind is to take advice with a grain of salt. And what I mean by that is I, when I was starting the podcast, I did 
an extensive amount of research on podcasts, podcast formats, how things work, like you name it, I've read an article about it. And while that was super helpful and informative and I learned a lot and a lot of the things that I did learn, I still use, it also kind of pushed me into a box a little bit because I was like, this is the way it's done. This is the only way it can be done. And because at the time, that's what the majority of podcasts were. They were a specific way, a specific format. Um, If you wanted to be successful, if you wanted to reach an audience, help the most people, this is what you had to do. And so I was like, all right, I know what I need to do. Now looking back, I'm like, I wish that I maybe hadn't done quite as much research and allowed myself a little bit more of the creative freedom to do what I really want to do. And I feel like I'm still exploring that a little bit because I'm not 100% there yet with how I am operating when it comes to the podcast in the ways that I really want to, but some things are just like not possible at the moment. I mentioned the other week, like how badly I really want to do YouTube, but for the quality you deserve, I just can't do that at the moment. And it's really frustrating to me, but it's also motivating to me to get to that place where I can provide that. But what you don't see in the in-between is like the advice that comes to you sometimes is not going to be applicable for you specifically. It might have been the case for somebody else. It might be the case for the next person, but it doesn't mean it has to be the end-all be-all for you. And this is a lesson that I am learning and I have been learning and I feel like I'm still learning. And if I had considered that more in the beginning, I think I wouldn't have gotten to the level of burnout that I did because I think I would have felt more freedom within myself to do what I really had been wanting to do. So that's like my first thing is now I really am just considering like, is this advice helpful for me in this moment? Does it constrict me? Does it allow me to expand? Is this helping my audience? Is this helping? Like, how is this either benefiting me, hurting me, and what's in between? So that's just kind of in my mind these days. Um, But moving on to like tangible things that I have been doing for burnout, I have implemented a nine to nine rule and I've broken it a lot this week and I'm suffering because of it. But basically the nine to nine rule is that I don't allow myself on my phone before 9am, like on social media. And then I also don't allow myself on social media after 9pm. And I know that can sound like strict and rigid and whatever, but I have found within myself, if I wake up and the first thing I do is scrolling Instagram or TikTok, my mind has no chance to ground itself, to get centered, to focus on what I need for the day, even just what I need within my own work for the day, because I'm thinking about everybody else or something sparking an idea about something else, or suddenly I'm like, oh, I need to do that, or I want to buy that shirt, or it just spirals. And that to me puts me in this mode of like, work, 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 work. And I can't be in that from the second that I wake up until the second that I go to bed. It just, you're not giving yourself a time to break or breathe or anything. And 
when I implemented this rule about a month ago, it was hard at first because it's so habitual to open your phone and go to Instagram. It's wild. I was like, this is an actual addiction and it's a problem. But the more that I started doing it and I would be really excited every morning that I didn't go on my phone until after nine, I would feel so much better. I feel like I was more productive during the day. I feel like I was more inclined to get up and away from my desk and take an actual break during the day. And then at night, it gives me time to really focus on either reading a book, winding down, making a to-do list for tomorrow, watching a show, things that just allow me to like, I feel organized. I feel like I can maybe zone out a little bit. And I also have a bad habit of if I'm watching TV by myself, unless it's a show that I am really engaged and excited about, aka the Kardashians, I end up on my phone and it's so frustrating. And then all of a sudden I've been on my phone for 10 minutes. I'm like, wait, what's happening in the show? And I just don't like being constantly on a screen. It's just, I notice in myself, it just makes my brain think way too quickly and it's not helping me with like the centering and really like the staying in your own lane situation. It's just like, oh, do I need to do that too? Should I be doing that? What else can I be doing? It's like really helped me quiet that annoying chatter in my brain. So yours could look different than that. It doesn't have to be nine to nine, but that's what I've been doing. And like I said, I've fallen off of that this week because I've just had so much to do this week and I've been on my phone at 7 a.m. And I suffer later in the day. I'm like, this is because I didn't give myself a time to group before jumping into my day. So like I said, not perfect, but really working on it. The next thing is I try to work out every day or at least move my body. Um, I have learned in the past few years, my body does much better with minimal amounts of cardio. I just feel better in my joints and my body. And so I stick to things more like Pilates, yoga, stuff that's still a workout, some weightlifting, but nothing that's like too extensive. And I just feel like that helps move stagnant energy in my body. It clears my head. I always feel like I get the best ideas when I'm working out. Um, They just like pop in. And so I find that time to be kind of meditative for me. And it's not a hard rule. If I don't work out, I don't work out. But I'll try to go for a walk instead, or maybe I'll throw on a song and like jump around my room for a minute just to like move energy in my body and like kind of release anything that's stressful or overwhelming. Um, I recently learned that in the wild, like animals, after they fight, they, you know, they'll shake, like you see your dog shake once in a while. They're literally releasing that stress hormone and energy from them. And that's how they like regroup. And so even just standing up from your desk and like shaking can help so much to just move any sort of stress or anxiety around and help it release. So that's been really helpful. Next thing that I've been doing is taking an actual legitimate lunch break, which sounds very basic, but I can't tell you the amount of times that I have run to the kitchen thrown together a salad, stood there and eat it in five minutes, and then I'm back to my desk. 
or I'm on my phone the whole time, or I'm answering emails or whatever it is. And there's no break. Like I have been really trying to be more present with my food, be more mindful, slow down, really just take a break and like nourish my body. And it has helped me, I would say even more so the afternoon slump. I think giving myself just a moment to regroup in the middle of the day gives my body time to like recenter, regroup. And then it's like, okay, now we can, we've been fueled. We can go back into things. And with the lunch break, I really am trying to also not be on my phone. Once in a while, I'll watch like a vlog on YouTube. I've been really into vlogs lately, which I've never been a YouTuber before, but I'm kind of into it these days. I just, I don't know why something's shifting in me, but I'm, I'm into the vlogs. So once in a while, I'll watch a vlog if I feel like there's a takeaway that I can learn from it or if I just need to like, I hate using the word like escape for a second, but that's kind of what it is. Sometimes you just need an escape. And so occasionally I'll do that, but mostly I try to just keep my phone in the other room, make lunch, sit and eat lunch, maybe get outside for a second for some fresh air and regroup, come back in and get back to work or then check my social media or whatever. Um, it's hard for me because with social media, sometimes I scroll just like anybody else does, but it's also my job. And so I have a harder time finding boundaries with social media and like, oh, I need to respond to DMs. I need to do this. I need to do that. I need to make sure I post. I have to reshare this, whatever. And also just being like a normal human and like enjoying social media. So that's something I'm still working on and figuring out, but I try to limit the unnecessary scrolling as much as possible. I've also been trying to take some form of a daily walk. Even if I get a workout in in the morning, I don't consider the walk in the afternoon something that's like another workout. It's not to burn calories. It's not any of that. It's to step away from my computer, step away from my brain being on overdrive, get some fresh air, feel the sun on my skin, hear some birds chirping, hear some kids laughing down the street, like really to just step away and remind myself that there's more to life than me just staring at my MacBook hours on end. And that's something that I also find really helpful. A lot of people use walking as a meditation and there's so many um, like walking meditations that you can download and listen to. I've never listened to one, but I hear a lot of people do it. I usually just walk in silence. Occasionally I'll put on a podcast and listen, but for me, it's again, another time for me to allow myself to just let go of some stress, release. Like I get ideas when I'm working out. I also get a lot of ideas when I go for walks and I'm just kind of like aimlessly wandering and some days it's like literally just one loop around the block and other days it's 45 minutes and some days I don't even get in a walk but that's another thing that has been really helping me with burnout is like the disconnect between working constantly and finding time to just be and like be present and next which is pretty similar to that is I have been trying to take real time off of work on weekends or sometimes even a weekday. I'm in 
maybe a different position than a lot of people where it's, I don't have a nine to five. My work is very dependent on just me. And it's like, if I don't work, then, you know, I'm not making money. Nothing's coming in. And so I can be flexible with how I work to an extent, but the pattern that I've noticed myself getting into is I'll work all week. And then on the weekends, I work half days. I'll work Saturday morning. I'll work Sunday morning. And then it's like back into the week. And I'm never giving myself a full day off to just rest and be a human. And that has been starting to catch up with me. And in my head, I was justifying it as you're still taking the afternoon and the evening off. It's fine. You can do a couple hours of work in the morning, but you can, you really can only do that for so long until it's like, I, my brain is so tired. I'm over this. I don't feel inspired by these things. I don't feel excited. I just am like dreading the fact that I am a never ending work machine. And I just personally don't think that that's how life is supposed to be lived. And so there are certain things like sometimes I can only go shoot content on a weekend and that just is what it is. But if that's the case, then I'm like, okay, then I'm going to take Wednesday off this week. And so for me, it's been trying to make sure I get at least a day of the week off. Ideally, I'd have two days off, but right now that's just what it is. And you might be in a completely different situation where you're like, I work a nine to five in an office Monday through Friday. That's not an option for me. I totally understand that. For me, it's like the fact that you then have a weekend, make sure you're taking a day to enjoy the weekend and not just like running all your errands and all that. Like we need time to decompress and step away and let our own being like just be and the hustle culture is real and I get sucked into it all the time. It's very easy to get sucked into it, but I do feel like I operate at my best when I have taken time off during the week. You know, it's like you got to take a moment at some point to refuel. So that's also been a learning curve. And like I said, like the past two weeks, I don't think I've taken a day off at all. So I'm working on it. I'm working on it, but I'm more aware now of it than I ever was before. And I can say that's a positive step in the right direction. And I know that I will get there. But just as with anything, if it's been a habit for forever, it's going to be really hard to just correct the habit overnight. Okay, the next thing is when I start feeling really stressed out about something, I will ask myself, where is this pressure actually coming from? Meaning, Am I creating unnecessary pressure? Like, is there an actual deadline? Is there a deadline I've created in my head? Is somebody relying on me for something? Like, where is the pressure coming from? And how can I maybe transmute it into something else or let go of it? And 99% of the time in my case, the pressure is coming from me. I tend to be very, I don't tend to be, I am very type A. I love being organized. I love knowing what's going on. I think that's a result of growing up anxious is just like, okay, if I have anxiety, I at least need to know like what's going on. And 
in some ways it really benefits and in some ways it really doesn't. And when it becomes like this debilitating almost sense of overwhelmment, I can usually go back and be like, Erica, you need to really take a chill pill and stop because you're creating worries out of nothing. And there's, you know, you're not a doctor. It's not like I'm in an ER room and I need to perform brain surgery. It's a podcast. It's fashion. It's stuff that you enjoy and are lucky to be doing. So why are you so stressed out? And when I can have that conversation with myself, it usually really helps me be like, okay, let's like reframe. Let's go take a walk around the block and reassess how we can handle this better. But also because I enjoy these things doesn't mean that there's not also pressure because it's also my job. And at the end of the day, I also have bills to pay and things like that, that are, you know, I have to be able to do that. And so it's not just like, okay, you can let it go completely, but it's more about reframing, like how can we approach this in a better way? So you don't feel completely exhausted by the end of every single day and you're still getting your work done. You're still doing all the things, but you don't feel like crawling in bed for two weeks straight. And that's been pretty helpful for me because when I realize that I'm usually the one causing my own problems or standing in my way, it's like, okay, well, if I'm the one causing it, I can definitely be the one to fix it. So that's kind of a reassuring one for me. And it's been pretty big in helping me with burnout. Okay. And then the last one is balance. And I think people generally will say when you're hitting burnout, you need to find more balance in your life. And I go back and forth with how I feel about balance because sometimes when I have tried to implement balance more, you know, a really good morning routine, and then you work for a certain amount of time and then a lunch break, and then this is the afternoon, and then you make dinner and wind down and like balance sometimes the idea of balance is like very anxiety inducing to me. And so I've noticed in myself and paying attention to how I'm feeling, how my energy levels are for the day, what I'm feeling inspired about, what I'm not feeling inspired about. Sometimes I work eight hours straight or a 12 hour day and that's just is what it is. And I go to bed and I feel good and I don't feel like I've hit burnout. And then maybe the next day I'm only working a couple hours. I don't know the answer to this, but I don't know that there's like an ideal form of balance. I think it's just like maybe keep doing things until they don't feel good, but then you run the risk of kind of what happened to me last year is like I was doing things that felt good until all of a sudden they really didn't. And I think there were warning signs along that path that I didn't fully pay attention to. And now I'm more aware of that. But sometimes I'm like, I just feel really inspired and I feel good and I want to keep working and I want to crank this out and get things done. And I end up working for a longer amount of time than I normally would. And then other days I wake up and I am so tired and I'm like, I really would just love to stay in bed all day and watch TV and do nothing else. And on those days, I will get up and work for a little bit and then let myself have the afternoon off. To me, that feels more like balance than forcing a schedule that you think is balanced based on 
what's working for everyone else. I think it is a very individual situation. I don't know. Jury's still out on this one. It's it's hard. Like I've said, I just don't have the answers to everything, but these are things that have been working for me in this moment in time. And that's really all I can go off of is my own experience and share that. And that's not to say that in five months, some of these things I'll be like, oh my God, I don't do that anymore. Now I do this because that's probably going to be the case. Things are always changing and always evolving. And I really am trying to be more in the flow of, okay, what feels good? How am I feeling instead of what is this rigid schedule that I have to be on like a robot? Because that did not work for me. And I was in that mode for way too long. And if that's something you've struggled with, you are definitely not alone. And hopefully something I said in this episode resonates and you're like, oh my God, I'm going to try that. But if not, hopefully at least it gets your mind thinking of, okay, those are things that are working for her, but what's something that feels good to me? Because at the end of the day, like things are never going to be a one-to-one match where everything that works for me is going to be what works for you or vice versa. And I love that about the world and humans and that we're all so individual. But at times I know it can be frustrating because it's like, I just need somebody to give me the freaking answer so I can move on and like feel better about things. But there is, as they say, the journey is, wait, what is that saying? It's about the journey, not the destination. I guess it's applicable in this case where it's like, sometimes things feel really good to me. Like sometimes a morning routine feels really good to me and other times it really does not. And I'm learning to trust my intuition with how I'm feeling every day more and more than the, I guess this is another pressure of sticking to a routine that I implemented to support balance and prevent burnout. It's kind of contradictory, but that's what I've been doing. So in honor of being proactive about preventing burnout, there will not be a new episode of Irrepressible next week. I need to take a week off to really be present with myself, come back and show up with you guys like fully And I can't do that if I'm constantly in go, go, go. And that's something that you don't deserve is for me to just put out something just to make sure something's put out. I am really a big believer in quality content. And if I don't feel like the quality is there, I will never force something. And that's something I want you to fully trust in me. So like I said, there will not be a new episode of Irrepressible next week, but the following week there will be. And... You know, if you have something that you found that really works for you with burnout, I'd love to hear from you. So thank you so much for being here and I will see you guys in two weeks. If you loved this episode, please let me know, subscribe, leave a review on Apple podcasts, share it on your Instagram stories and with your friends. And let's continue the conversation on Instagram. I'm at Erica Ashley and at Irrepressible the podcast. Thank you so much for being here and I will see you next week.